0: The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello, and welcome to Fantasy NBA Today. My name is Adrian Benjamins, and I'm joined by Coach, and this episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee, head over to hawaiianisles.com or Amazon, taste that Kona difference, Coach How are you doing on this Friday evening? You guys, apologies. We are recording late today, but our very own coach just literally got in from Hawaii today. How are you doing, coach? I mean, from Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I'm sorry. I I wish it was Hawaii, dude. Yo, Adrian, (laughs)
1: what's up, my man?
0: I'm doing good, coach. Uh, Coach, we have so much to talk about, man. I cannot wait to hear about your trip to Las Vegas Summer League. Um we got a, a rose bomb last night just when you thought that free agency was winding down, just when you thought it was safe to uh, go to sleep. Rose drops a bomb. We got I guess we got You know what? Before we get down to business, we do also have some things we need to announce. So let me get this out of the way. Um we have two new team Twitters. It's at HoopBallPels and HoopBallClips. Please follow these two Twitter accounts. If you're a fan of the Pelicans, if you're a fan of the Clippers, which I am, Coach, or just an NBA fan in general, just a HoopBall fan in general, follow our new Twitter handles there. There's go- We're going to be dropping a lot of stuff uh, there, good stuff. Follow those, uh, follow them. Coach, how are you doing, sir? How was your trip, man?
1: Well, I'll tell you. Well, First of all, let me just echo your your thoughts. First of all, you know, I want to thank our sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. I could have used about six cups of it last night when we were flying the Red Eye back at about 4.30 in the morning. Uh, And also want, you know, to also put a plug in. For our Twitter, uh, for for the clips and the pills, that'll be some fantastic information for you guys out there. So, anyway, the the NBA Summer League was was really uh, fantastic. couldn't couldn't rave more. Uh, been wanting to do that for years. Uh, my son and I have talked about it, and you know he he turned eighteen this year, and you know he's he's growing up and flying the coop, and it's like I can't. I got to get do this before he's he's grown and gone or gets married or something. So, we headed out there, and uh, man, we took in about forty games, literally, in uh, three and a half days. You know, the one day we stayed in the one gym for nine and a half straight hours. It was crazy, but I mean, we were in the second row, right behind all the you know players. It was it was a blast. It, the access to summer league, if for any of you hoop ballers out there that haven't gone, you know, I really recommend it strongly. I mean, you you just get to hobnob with everybody, say hello, shake hands, and see people, and you know, it just it's a lot less stressful atmosphere than or you know, security and intense like you, you get at a regular NBA game. So, uh, you know, head out there if you haven't done it. Uh, it was a great time. I ran into some old friends and. People I coached with and worked with, uh, Coach Beeline, who's the new Cavs coach, worked his camps for five five or so years uh, back in the day when I was was coaching, and had a great uh, chat with him. He's he's one of the nicest guys. So root for the Cavs, root root for Ca- uh, Coach Beeline. But uh, yeah, I stayed in touch with you guys a lot during the trip. Just kept sending photos because we ran into so many people and. Saw so many great plays The I don't know if uh, the Jackson Hayes dunk, if our hoop baller saw that when he literally jumped over the guy. I mean, that we were standing or sitting right there. So it was it was awesome, man. I'm uh, we've already decided we're going back next year. So hopefully you can get there next year, dude i will be there
0: next year i'm i'm saying it right now coach i will join you in Vegas next year maybe we can get some of the listeners to come out and meet us and meet up with us too maybe we can all hang out and get some drinks and talk hoops so awesome coach you said
1: man first round hoop ballers is on me let's go <laughs> Second round's
0: on me, Coach. It's so great getting your updates um, from summer league. You sent some amazing pictures, and uh, man, I cannot wait to join you next next summer, Coach. We gotta before we get down to uh, some summer league stuff. I want to hear about who you liked. Just, just you know, you were down there on the floor. I want to get your take on all of these guys. But before we do that, let's get down to some business. The Russell Westbrook-Chris Paul trade. Coach, shocker. Um, you know, I was expecting Westbrook to get moved to Miami. I thought it made more sense only because, um, you know, it's it felt like a shock at first, Coach. Uh, Westbrook and Harden, two guys who lead the NBA in usage. Two guys that are ball dominant. These guys... Always have the ball in their hand. It, it didn't feel like a good pairing at first, but coach now that I've had some time to let it sink in, I feel a little bit better about it. And a couple of the things that I do like is that both guys wanted this move from what I'm hearing, both Harden and Westbrook reached out to each other. This is the move. They wanted to reunite and play together. Coach, I'm going to be optimistic right now. I do like that both guys can create their own shot. I love that. I love that. You know, um, you literally can't guard one of these guys by yourself one-on-one. And because of that, I do think they are going to cause problems. Um, It's going to be really interesting to see how this works, you know. Uh, One of the other things, too, that was really positive is seeing some old footage of Westbrook and Harden together on ESPN where, um, you know, one guy breaks down the defense, throws an alley-oop lob to the other guy, or kicks it outside. Harden a great outside shooter. So, coach, I also do believe you know, the Chris Paul thing wasn't working out. It wasn't going anywhere. I do believe they improved the team. And, you know, it's not like the Rockets had many options they didn't have uh, cap space to go get uh, an elite free agent they didn't have high draft picks to go you know draft a stud so you know I kind of feel like this was one of the few moves they could make and I feel like why not I would rather them um, take a gamble on this move than to come back with the same team that they had next year so Coach, want to get your thoughts on the trade. What do you think about it?
1: Well, I like you, I was completely shocked. I gotta say, you know, we follow this as close as anybody does. And and there's no doubt it, I mean, I'm not saying it because it's current, but this year has been the craziest free agent and trades year in the history of the league. I've never seen more, you know, the big players. Leave and team up and trade. I mean, it's just crazy. I, I just did, would have never seen this one coming. Now, I I happened to uh, download right before we got on the plane last night. Uh, Brian Windhorst did it. What they called an emergency podcast, and he's he's got some great insights, especially mm-hmm. you know with some of the players that he's really close to. And I got a lot of good information from that podcast. is worth definitely worth catching. But he basically said that. The moment the trade was made uh, for with Paul George going uh, to the Clippers, uh, Harden and Westbrook got on the phone with their agents and with the general managers of their teams and said, do whatever it takes. We want to play together in Houston, period. So they had you know, I mean, they were this isn't like just a happenstance grouping of these two guys. So they've they're sold out on making this work. Uh, they did have some success together. In Oklahoma City but you know Harden wasn't the player he is now but basically the biggest point Windhorse made was that when they played together on the the last Team USA uh, they really got tight they they were like the best buddies on that team and they had talked about you know trying to play together uh, in the future so you know that's 90 percent of it probably that the fact that they both are you know want to make it work Uh, certainly going to be a ton better than the situation was with Chris Paul. You know, uh, that was, those two definitely did not like each other. It seems like Chris Chris Paul personally doesn't get along with anybody he plays with, but I, I have no idea. But, uh, you know, the, the stat, though, that, that I did happen to look up that I thought was mind-blowing is uh, number one and number two in the league, the entire league, the last three years with either scoring or assisting on the play were Harden and Westbrook. Now you got them on the same team. So I would say this, number one, I think they'll make it work. And I think the fact that Houston was able to keep all of their other guys, you know, Capella, Tucker, they didn't have to get rid of any of those guys, Gordon. I think they're going to be, you know, right in the thick of it with all the rest of the teams uh, in the the West. Uh, They immediately went up to the fourth favorite to win the nba title in vegas uh and you know so i think they're going to get it done now you know the it's going to take a lot of adjustment um and for the hoop ballers you know that are looking to draft or already have or westbrook in their uh leagues i think they both lost a good chunk of value i mean there's absolutely no way they're going to average those triple doubles or you, you know, I just, just can't happen. There's not enough minutes or possessions for that to happen. So from, from a fantasy standpoint, I think it's a tough blow and yeah, I think you gotta, yeah, for sure. But from a basketball sense, I think it's going to be a fantastic uh, show and it just, I mean, you've got now seven teams with two superstars on them, basically that are all going to have a chance to win it. So it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the best, most intriguing year that I can remember. I agree with you
0: 100%. I am so geeked for this upcoming season. I love how the talent has really been spread across. You know, Coach, I'm a Laker fan, and I'm actually glad that Kawhi did not sign with the Lakers. Let me tell you why. It Now, you know, instead of one team that's got this enormous advantage. Now it made the Clippers, like on par with the Lakers. You know, we got uh, the Nets with Durant and Kyrie. Now uh, we got Houston with Russ and Harden. Uh, the Warriors, I still believe the Warriors are still going to be up there with Steph and Draymond. They're going to get Clay. Coach, I am so psyched for how um, competitive This season's going to be... I love the Jazz. I love the Sixers. I mean, uh, can we get this season started, man? This is going to be a blast. And for fantasy, Coach, I mean, it's, it's... I feel like we're playing a board game where... Um, in the middle of the game, somebody just like takes the board and they flips it. They they just throw it up in the air and hey, let's wipe this board clean and let's let's start again. And I'm telling you, coach, it's one of the reasons why I love fantasy because it is constantly moving. It's fluid and man, this off has been. of control. I cannot believe how different the fantasy landscape is, and I cannot wait for it to start, Coach. I can't wait. I'm already, you know, now that free agency is winding down, I'm I'm starting to look at depth charts. I'm starting to put my rankings together, and I'm telling you, Coach, trying to figure out usage rate and roles for all these players who are on brand new teams, it is so fun, Coach. I cannot wait, man. I'll
1: I'll tell you what I'm most geeked about man i i just the thing that's that's fantastic is this is the year that the guys that really follow it and really look at it and understand it and year-round fans are going to be are going to be winners because you know there's been this pattern now for quite some time where yeah anthony davis and we're at russell westbrook and you know everybody was in their spots everybody was sort of you know you could pick up a a sheet and sort of look at the rankings and, and be in the middle of it. But it's not like that this year. If you're not following it now with all these moves, like, you know, the stuff we need to talk about as, you know, we won't today because, we'll, you know, we can go over. Uh, I want to definitely go over my summer league list. But as the months go on, please keep listening, man. Tune in because I, we're going to start breaking down these teams that are going to win you fantasy leagues like the Charlotte Hornets. Like right now, you know, to, to ask the average fan, who would you take from the Hornets uh, that, that's going to help you win? They'd be like, what? Uh, what?" You know, it, they might say, oh, they, they got Rozier, but then they'd be, you know. So there's a whole dynamic there that's going to change, you know, not just the Hornets, but there's multiple teams like that. The Raptors, look at them. They're completely different. You know, where how high up the does – see Occam rise now that he's the only guy there on and on and on. So I like the fact that the people that stick with it through the off season and really pay attention to all of this, listen to the podcasts, you know, jump on our forums, you're going to be way ahead of, of all your competitors going into the league.
0: I agree coach. And now that, as I said, man, now that free agency is ending, We got a better idea of what these uh, depth chart team rosters are going to look like. Coach, I'd love to go team by team. I I got big plans for us uh, going forward, Coach. Let's go team by team. I thought about doing a show where we just maybe even by position, like point guard, um, you know, our top 10 and who who we like as sleepers, who we want to avoid. Then we'll do shooting guards, small forwards, power forwards. You guys stick with us this summer because uh, we want to get you guys 100% ready for your leagues, for your drafts, which, uh, you know, I mean, I guess it's a little a ways, but we, Coach, we only get one show a week. So, uh, you know, even though the start of the season is a way we actually don't have that much time. So
1: stick I with us guys. guys. I'll put it to you this way, listeners and, and, and Adrian, we've got like eight or nine shows and then we'll be taught, we'll be in preseason basketball. So yes. I think about it in the sense of we only got eight or nine more podcasts before we even, you know, they're actually lacing them up. I mean, this is the time and this is definitely the time. Like, Today's show, you know, we want to really dig in. Uh, I put together uh, a a real uh, pretty specific roster here of all 30 teams of of who I saw uh, this past week that I thought would be impact players on their teams and your fantasy teams as well, and then future uh, potential players that uh, you definitely want to draft and stash for possibly this year or next year, and just want to start firing down that list if you're ready to go, brother.
0: Let's do it, man. Let's jump into it. You know, we've already gone almost 20 minutes, and we haven't even talked really about uh, these summer league players. Let's jump straight
1: into it. Where would you want to start? All right, let's go Atlanta Hawks, and again, the the list I'm going to go over today, and, you know, we'll go into these players in depth when we start doing uh, like Adrian had mentioned that the, the positions and the teams but these were just the guys that I had made notes that just looked like they were ready to make an impact on their NBA team right away so I'm calling those my impact players and then with each team I listed a guy or two if they had one that I thought was was definitely some you know somebody worth marking down to take late in your draft that could be a sleeper or certainly to take in your uh, keeper leagues. So with the Hawks, uh, the, he did not play. But uh, in you know talking and seeing, a, a, you know, a people there, DeAndre Hunter uh, looks like the real deal. Or maybe he did play a little bit. You know, when you see forty-five games in like seventy-two hours, you get a little bit uh, dopey. But DeAndre Hunter looks like uh, he's going to be, you know, the real deal both ends of the floor offense defense I think he's going to fit right into that team Um, so that's one guy and then the two guys I listed for future potential uh, with these with the Hawks are Charlie Brown and Jordan Siebert Uh, they're both second year guys uh, that just look real polished out there like they could be you know end of roster guys that can develop into something
0: I love your pick of DeAndre Hunter, Coach. You know, even though we didn't really get to see him at summer league and speaking of that felt kind of like a theme right we only saw nine minutes of Zion we didn't get to see Ja Morant we didn't get to see Darius Garland which was a major buzzkill for me Um, a lot of other guys missing from summer league which you know it's that seems like a new trend coach because really you, you always see the main guys usually at summer league so I really hope that this isn't a, a thing we see going forward. But anyways, Coach, love DeAndre Hunter. I think he's a major sleeper for fantasy this year. One of the reasons is is because I think he could see major minutes for this Atlanta Hawks team. I think they're really developing the youngsters. I think he could get some major run at the uh, small forward spot. I really love him. I think he's going to be flying under the radar Um, on draft days guy you could probably get super late and might be a guy who um you know has got like eighth round value a guy that you could get in like the last or second to the last round may even be better so anyways coach i love that take another guy i'm curious about is the rookie cam reddish but i don't think for fantasy he's gonna be he's gonna really make a leap this season for fantasy but love your list coach who's next
1: yeah, and I wanted uh, to touch on what you mentioned. You know, there were like five or six key guys that did not play, but it wasn't by choice of no, we're not going to play them. All of those guys legitimately had some some uh, injuries. Like Jaw had actually a little surgery to re- repair something that was very minor, and there were guys coming off some injuries. So, you know, the theme there and everything I taught you know, that everybody was talking about is. You know the trend will be generally these guys are going to play now. There, if the team plays five games in summer league, I think you know when a, a guy is, is healthy like a Zion, if he was healthy, would have probably played two or three of those games. And I think that'll be the theme going forward. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about that. But yes, and Cam Reddish is a good mention on your part. I, I left him off because I'm just it's just a massive unknown. But you know the kid has great potential. I, I, there's no doubt about it. All right, next team is the Boston Celtics. Uh, they, they actually are the number one seed going into the tournament that's starting tomorrow. They're 4-0. And, uh, you know, the two impact players, for sure, Carson Edwards, who I don't know why he went to the, into the second round. You know, the kid from Purdue at the point guard, everybody said he's too small, but he just was ripping it in summer league. Uh, you know, he just can pull up from anywhere and knock down shots, uh, I think he'll be a rotation player for them. And then the other guy was Robert Williams III. I mean, he started it at center uh, and really looked like he's coming into his own. Now, he's he's a guy, you know, sort of on the Mitchell Robinson side that has a tendency to get in foul trouble. You know, some of the beauty of, of summer league is you get 10 fouls before you foul out. And there was one game where he had six about – uh, midway through the third quarter. So I think, you know, once he understands he can't block every single shot, uh, you know, but he looks good. He he's got some talent. He runs he, good rim runner. And, uh, I think that, uh, you know, he'll, he'll probably start or split time and center for sure for the Celts, uh, with Cantor. Uh, and then the two future p- player, uh, potential guys, Uh, Sort of the the darling of summer league. The crowd was chanting his name, going berserk, was Taco Fall. And, uh, I mean, that dude is, I think he's the biggest guy I've ever seen in basketball. I I can't remember seeing a larger human being out there on the floor than that guy. It was unbelievable. But, uh, you know, he actually did well. I mean, he... He could only play in like four, five, six-minute spurts, and then you can see he needs to come out. But he got uh, – there were games, a couple of games, he had 12, 13 points, five, six rebounds, and <clears throat> every single solitary shot in the paint either blocked or altered. I mean, he's just a monster in there. So, But he did not look uh, terrible. I was expecting him not to be uh, as good as he was. He's actually – you know, got potentially hit a little jump hook. And somebody to keep a real close eye on, I think, you know, he may be one of those guys that can be sort of like a Bobon and come in in little five, six-minute stretches and create a lot of havoc. Uh, And then the last guy is Romeo Langford, the rookie from Indiana. He is another one that was dinged up and didn't play, but there was a lot of buzz about him uh, as well.
0: Coach, I love your list. Um, I'm going to start with Carson Edwards, man. This guy, I didn't know too much of him coming into Summer League, and this guy blew me away. Multiple 20-point games, scores really nice. I think he definitely could um, get in that rotation right away. I mean, I think he could kind of get uh, some backup point guard minutes behind Kemba for sure. I I really like uh, Celtics locked this guy up to a four-year deal, um, four-year rookie deal already. I-, I like this kid, man. I really liked what I saw from him. Robert Williams, I love the uh, Mitchell Robinson comp. This guy can give you high volumes, points, rebounds, and blocks in just a short period of time. Coach Cantor is slated to start in the center spot for the Celtics, but not a great defender. I could see Robert Williams getting some extra minutes when they need some defense. So I think uh, Robert Williams is going to surprise a lot of people this season. Um, I think he's kind of a guy you could probably get in your last round, especially we know how scarce the blocks stats is. And this guy can give you two blocks a game in a short period of time. So I really like this guy uh, for fantasy this year. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. And uh, Coach, I love the other two guys um, on your list. Taco Fall, I'm not sure if he's going to end up on the Celtics roster, but I think he will be on an NBA team, I think. And, you know, one of the things that surprised me, love the Bobon comp, because size-wise, this guy is, like, Bobon like size. But, oh, Coach... a
1: lot bigger than Bobon. Yes, dude. yes,
0: yes, you're right. And, you know, when he was on the court, he for his size, he's pretty athletic for his size. Like, I thought he was going to be really slow and kind of clumsy and a, a little... Uh, wasn't like that at all he's got some skill and so i think there will be a spot for him in the nba for fantasy not gonna leave him to look at him in the standard leagues but um just someone to keep an eye on and langford you know i do like langford i don't think he's gonna really be on the radar this year for fantasy but i love to just keep an eye
1: on that guy love your take on the celtics he's a good stash guy for sure all right, man. Cool. they will jump into Brooklyn. Brooklyn's pretty easy. I mean, for some reason, uh, I mean, we were shocked because we saw Jared Allen play three games. So I thought I was surprised he even played summer league. I mean, he was their starting center last year. But uh, obviously, Impact, two guys that I think will be starters for the Nets this year were Jared Allen and and, and uh, Rondis Karukes groups can play man that kid is good and uh, those guys both really impressed me i think they're plug and play starters steals in your draft if you can get them i know brooklyn picked up uh you know a new center but i i know they're not gonna just give up on Allen. i think he's gonna be a minute share center but you talk about blocks per minute uh i think you know he's solid and uh Kuroks is is a real sleeper guy I think that, that people are gonna like he can knock down threes like crazy and super athletic very tall tough matchup for teams and then uh, my future guy I put down is Theo Pinson a uh, young kid from uh, North Carolina he would he this is his second year but man did he look solid they went to him you know down the stretch in some of the games. Even though they had, you know, some of the established NBA guys in there, uh, he got the ball and hit some big shots. And, uh, again, you know, a guy for a future stash guy that, that has some potential, I think, either with the Nets or with another team to play in the league.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised that we saw both Jared Allen and... Uh, Karuks at Summer League. These are guys that really established themselves last season, or I feel like they're already legitimate guys. So really shocked. But they are second-year guys, and I think they just decided just to bring all of the players they had that were um, in their sophomore year. So, um, you know, uh, but I think both those guys are going to be great. And love your takes on Karuks. I think one, one of the things I love is, He's a nice shooter, so I think he's going to get some decent minutes. I think he's a nice sleeper for fantasy. And Jared Allen, you know, Coach, we talked about it, I think, on a previous show. I am slightly concerned about the hit that he's going to take with DeAndre Jordan, um, joining that team, which is a major buzzkill, man. Because I really was high on Jared Allen last season. Was really hoping that he can improve on last season. And I think that Jer- uh, I think that DeAndre Jordan's gonna kind of be a thorn in his side. I think we're gonna see games where they split. It's like a timeshare. We may yeah. see games where Jared, where maybe even Jared Allen has the better line. So I mean, I'm sorry, DeAndre Jordan has the better line. So uh, Jared Allen may be somebody I'm gonna avoid for fantasy.
1: All right. Yeah. Who's next coach. All right. Charlotte Hornets. Uh, You know, one of my favorites, I think the guy's got phenomenal potential. I drafted him last year and I have him in my keeper league is miles bridges, Uh, especially with the Hornets, you know, cleaning out basically the whole team. I think he's going to be a major focal point and a super pick in fantasy this year. And he looked fit. He can jump out of the gym. Uh, you know he's playing better defensively, so definitely put a a star in a circle around him. Uh, Dwayne Bacon was awesome, man. He was he had stretches where he was just dominating out there. Again, he's a second or third year guy, but I think again with with all the player movement with the Hornets, I think they're finally going to give him a chance uh, at some minutes, and he's good. I mean, he's he's the real deal. He's he can play so. Another super late round guy that you could get, uh, you know, on a team that's in a total rebuild that, that may uh, get some minutes. And then a quick mention of their, their rookie, P.J. Washington, who I thought they, they sort of got in a, in a, as a steal in the draft a little bit higher than uh, or lower than he should have gone. He's got a lot of potential. He did not suit up, but, uh, you know, I know the, the Hornets brass was, was really buzzing about him.
0: Yeah, I I am mega high on Miles Bridges, Coach. Uh, every season, I got a short list of guys that I call my ride or die guys, and he is on that list early. And my only concern is that I'm really hoping his draft price uh, doesn't go way up, up, up because uh, I'd really like to get this guy at a value, and I'm really scared, Coach, that the hype on Miles Bridges, uh, you know, with Kemba being gone, with the Hornets kind of going into a rebuild mode, there's already been buzz that Miles Bridges could be starting, which, Coach, I I think he's going to be. I love his skill set, man. He showed last season, plays above the rim, can play defense, can hit some outside shots I love this guy coach and um, I'm just hoping that uh, maybe we can keep the buzz on him a little low so that um, his value doesn't get zapped but love that guy love your take on uh, Dwayne Bacon Uh, you know I am slightly concerned uh, they do still have Batum there Uh, also Malik Monk is a guy who we thought was going to be Part of their future. I'm not sure if that's the case anymore, but I do really like uh, Bacon as a really late round type flyer guy. I think he definitely can have some value this season, so I do really like that take. And PJ Washington, Coach, I agree with you. Uh, I, I I can't remember exactly where they drafted him, but it felt like they were getting good value there because I think he's gonna be a legitimate and a solid NBA starter eventually in this league. Who else you got, Coach?
1: I'm with you, man. And as far as Miles Bridges, I mean, he's going to be on everybody's list for the sleeper guy. And, I mean, he started the last 18 games of the season last year, and they've already said he's going to start. So don't wait too long in your drafts for that guy. That's for sure. All right, man. Uh, Chicago Bulls. This this is the guy we saw play the most, man. Kobe White is – the real deal. And I'm telling you right now, he is the starting point guard this season, game one.
0: That's the
1: a... and wow. Wow. Really play this, dude, because the guy is a natural point guard. He had control of the floor out there. You know, he had a few games where he made a couple of mistakes and missed, you know, missed some shots. But, uh, you know, he, he's struggling a little bit still from three, very normal. But it just, you know how a guy's out there, and when he's got the ball, the team's in unison. When they take him out, everything's just disheveled. I mean, the guy is a natural NBA point guard, Uh, probably one of the three most impressed guys for me that I saw uh, unexpectedly. I thought that, you know, he's going to come in, and I know they're trying to move Chris Dunn. That that was something that came out. So he's gone. So it's basically going to be him and sataransky's going to be his backup. I'm just telling you. So move Kobe. Boards. This dude can play. He's not going to, you know, be the best field goal percentage. You know, his rookie year. That's something he'll grow on. But he's an assist guy. He's he's going to get monster minutes. Uh, I love him. So that's that's a big five-star one right there um, the, the the future guys you know we know Chandler Hutchison from last year I think he was a lottery pick last year he looks good but developing he's not quite there yet so I you know if you're gonna take him don't take him too early I don't think that he's gonna be uh, you know one of the key guys I think he may be in the future I think he's a year away uh, the guy that that I saw that I was the most surprised about that is serious is Daniel Gafford. Uh, He's a center that uh, just, I mean, he's dominant out there. He was blocking shots. Uh, He had to have 10 dunks in the couple of games we saw him. And, uh, you know, he's a legit seven-footer. Talk about an under-the-radar center that should get legit minutes for the Bulls. Uh, He's going to make their team for sure. Um, and you know if he if he doesn't get legit minutes at the beginning, he'll work into it because he can. He's a shot blocker, rim runner, rebounder, great guy as a sleeper to put put a highlight around. Coach,
0: love your take on Kobe White. I do agree with you. I love what I saw from him from summer league. Well, the outside shot still needs some work, and it's going to come. But one of the things I really liked is um, I, I like his speed. I like his size. I like his aggressiveness. I think he's going to fit in well with his Bulls team. But, Coach, I do think that you know one of the things that sh- shocked me about Chicago is it feels like they want to win right now. The guys that they brought in this offseason – Thaddeus Young, Luke Cornett, uh, Thomas Sadoransky—these are guys you go get when you want to go win some games right now. I don't think, um, I don't think they're tanking. I don't think. I think they want to make the playoffs, and because of this, I definitely think for sure at the start of the season, I think Sadoransky is gonna be the starting point guard. I do agree with you, Coach, that. It's possible at some point during the season, Kobe White could take over the starting gig and take over the reins of that team. But we are also hearing some word that um, Paxson did imply that they could bring Kobe White along slowly, which kind of reinforces what I believe that, you know, Sadoransky is going to probably be the guy to start the season. But I do agree with you, coach. I, I love what I saw from Kobe White. I think he's going to be a great uh, point guard in this league. So um, definitely agree with you there. You know, I didn't know that much about Gafford. I've got a, a really close friend who's a Diehard Chicago Bulls fan, and he was geeked when they drafted this guy. And I'm telling you, coach, after I saw him at Summer League, I understood why. He looks legit. He looks like he is definitely gonna be a player in this league as well. So good stuff from the Chicago Bulls.
1: I love it, man. But I'll tell you right now, Gap get- Kobe White is better than Thomas Sadoransky. That's a hot – I'm telling you, Coach,
0: that's a hot take. That's a – Sadoransky – Sadoransky – you know, Kobe White definitely has higher upside. But Saturansky has shown that he can run an NBA offense. You know, not – he'll never be an all-star. He'll never be – an elite guy, but I think hes he could run an NBA team, he could be a starter I love, um, you know, an all around point guard, does a little bit of everything and I think for sure to start the season, he's gonna be the guy Coach, I, I, hope, I hope you're right, I think it's more fun and more interesting if Kobe White becomes the guy so I'm rooting for your take Coach, I hope you're right
1: Watch man, that's for sure yeah. All right, who's up next, Coach? All right, Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I did not see anybody that, uh, you know, that I didn't expect. There were, you know, Darius Garland did not play, as we know. Kevin Porter Jr. as well. So there's are two guys they took high that are supposed to have impact and, and get some minutes. So I think that they'll, you know – they will probably live up to their beal, uh, their uh, their uh, potential. I know that Beeline loves to run two-guard sets. He's all about shooters. I know he's talked a lot about starting both Garland and Colin Sexton in the backcourt. So their guards are going to get a lot of run. That's going to be a lot of what they do. I mean, that's what he did at Michigan. He's done that all the way back to LeMoyne in Division Two. So, uh, those two guys, no doubt. Now, the guy that I loved, that I thought was the best player for the Cavaliers in the whole summer league, was a young kid by the name of Dylan Windler. He uh, he started and uh, sat one game, but you know just for rest. But when he started, he was their go-to guy. They ran all the picks for him and plays. They they ran. He runs a lot of plays for his shooters, uh, beeline, and that's what he had them running where. You know, they run off of screens like, you know, all the different shooters for, you know, for Michigan over the years. You know, they run them baseline off of one screen and then the curl screen, sort of like they do for Reddick and, and some of the other shooters. And he moves really well with the ball, so uh, without the ball. So put a circle around him. Kid's name is Dylan Windler, rookie, uh, and I I'm positive he'll make the Cavaliers team. I don't know if he'll be in the rotation initially, <clears throat> but uh, I think that he'll be somebody that comes off the bench and and really contributes. I I, I like him a lot. I think he's a natural. He's smooth. He makes good decisions. He's a dead eye shooter from any uh, from three and uh, isn't afraid to go in there and mix it up. So that's my one of my big sleeper guys as well,
0: Coach. I was shocked by Dylan Windler. I absolutely loved what I saw from this guy in Summer League. On draft day, I did not know that much about him, but people were really excited when the Cavs drafted him with the twenty-sixth pick. Um, I was hearing he's one of the best shooters in the draft. Coach scored seven hundred points in college, um, a sixty-eight plus true shooting percentage. Um, you know the calves aren't exactly loaded in the small forward spot. so this is a guy who could get some run in the rotation right off the bat and coach, he back all the good stuff that I heard from him. On draft day, he backed up at summer league. I loved his all-around game. You know, he um, re- he rebounded, played some defense. There were some games where he got some steals, um, shot it deep, uh, got some assists. Um, I really like this kid, Coach. I really like this kid.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I, you very rarely see a player that you can say compares to I, the, the two best guys I've ever seen. In this common game, not from years past, with Clay Thompson and J.J. Redick, the way they move without the ball to get themselves into position to shoot it is similar to what this guy does, and that's a big compliment. So I think he's, he's going to find a place in the league for sure, especially on the fact that they're in a rebuild. Yep. And then –
0: Again, I want to reiterate how disappointed I am that I we didn't see Darius Garland at, at Summer League or Kevin Porter Jr. It's just, um, you know, Garland missing the majority of that college year. We didn't see him work out at the Combine. You know, a lot of people, me in general, Coach, we got some dynasty uh, drafts coming up, uh, coach. I got a league, the Hootball Dynasty League. I got the number four pick, where I'm, I might be looking at Garland right there, and I'm really disappointed that I didn't get to see him in this summer league. So, uh, really disappointed we didn't see those guys. Uh, well, what teams up next, coach?
1: Great inside uh, info for you. In the time I was chatting with with Beeline, I mean, we you know, we talked for you know about five minutes and you know i said man it's a bummer i was hoping to see garland i know you guys are high on him and he's you know he just said hey joe this this kid he can play he's he's an nba starter right now so i mean that comes from beeline so you know i would say take him with that pick dude i i mean i don't know much about him because you know like you say he's sort of been uh no one's seen him play much but uh I know Beeline thinks that he's he's a step in starter in the league next to Sexton, and that's yeah,
0: you know, you know, uh, one of the guys I, I, that I love to follow, Mike Schmidt of ESPN, and uh, I think formerly Draft Express, is really high on this kid coach. In fact, yeah. he said he says that he thinks if we got to see him all college season, instead of saying this is a three-player draft, he believes we would be saying this is a four-player draft. So, um, Coach, I'm ready to take this guy with my number four pick in this uh, Fantasy Dynasty League um, if he is there. And, you know, one of the things, Coach, a lot of Knicks reviews on R.J. Barrett. I know I'm jumping the gun. We're going to get to the Knicks. But I'm almost curious if somebody – uh, who has the number three pick, ends up maybe skipping R.J. Barrett. There are some guys who kind of... So now I'm kind of curious if Garland might not even be there when I'm picking with the number four pick. It's kind of curious
1: right there. I don't now, know. I have a lot of t- to say about R.J. Barrett <laughs> get to that point. Too, but, no, I mean, you know, like I say, I, I wish I could tell you more other than the fact that, you know, you hear it from the coach's lips that he loves Garland. So, you know, whatever that means, I'm sure he was he's not gonna say he doesn't like a player that he took fourth, but you know, when you take a guy that high, you gotta be planning on playing him, I'm sure. So he's and he falls into the, the, the mold of of the beeline shooting guard guy, like the Trey Burks and stuff through the years where they're just gonna, you know, get their shots up. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. Oh, All man. right, who's up next? Dallas Mavericks. Now, this is a weird one because, you know, I'm a Mavs guy too. But, uh, you know, their, their best player, their best impact player for sure was Cameron Payne. Now, I don't believe he's going to be with the Mavericks. I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, he was just – they were we needed a guy with the Mavs to, to, to do something because our roster was really – Depleted for summer league, and he was awesome. He was the best player uh, by far, and played his tail off. So I expect that somebody's going to sign him uh, pretty soon. They'll sign him to a two-year deal or something, and he'll hook on with a team because he's good, man. He he got after it on D. He can definitely shoot it. Uh, he runs the floor. I mean, he's he's an NBA player perfect kind of guy to be on your team as a backup uh, point guard I mean I I think he's as good as a Dennis Schroeder or you know these guys that are backup point guards in the league although now Schroeder will probably be the starter but um, that's another story so you know I think he'll be with somebody so again that's a guy that you know I I don't I'm pretty sure the Mavs don't have a place for him but uh, you know, if he's in your draft or hasn't signed or, you know, you hear that he signed somewhere, you know, he'll probably be a, a, a point guard in those deep leagues. If you're in twenty, twenty-four team leagues and you need a guy that's going to get some minutes, uh, he's going to produce when he's out there. So that's the one guy. Then the three young guys that that the Mavericks had that showed some promise were uh, two second year players, Antonius, Antonius Cleveland. And Josh Reeves. Josh Reeves was the most impressive young guy. He was a monster out there. He, I think he has a great chance to make the, the match. And then, and then you're like, oh, I'm sorry. We got the dogs barking. <laughs> <laughs> then my last guy is uh, Isaiah Roby. He's the rookie that they took out of Idaho. And, uh, you know, I thought he was, he was raw, but he's big. And he can play. Um, you know, he's. I think he's got potential down the road. I wouldn't be surprised if he started the season with the legends and uh, then built up from there. So as far as fantasy impact, um, really with the Mavs, uh, it was sort of an air ball in that sense. I don't know if I could really say to draft any of them. But keep an eye on Reeves, Cleveland, uh, you know, the rookie Roby, uh, down the road may be good, and then see where Cameron Payne lands.
0: Yeah, I don't have too much to add about the Mavs for Summer League, but I do agree with your take on Payne. You know, the Mavs locking up DeLon Wright, who I love is a sleeper for fantasy. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Jalen Brunson. They still got J.J. Barea. They added Seth Curry. We know Luka Doncic could also play point. Uh, they still have Courtney Lee. So this is a team that's really feels loaded with guards. I don't think Payne is going to end up on this team, but I do agree with you that he'll, he will end up on a team and uh, it'll be interesting to see. uh, I coach I'm the, the Mavs are one of these dark horse sleeper teams that I'm really excited to see. How does Porzingis look this year? Um, You know, is he going to be the Porzingis we remember? Is he going to take time? I'm a big fan of Dwight Powell. They got some firepower with uh, Tim Hardaway, Seth Curry, year two of Luka Doncic. This team, I got highlighted for my league pass because I can't wait to see uh, what happens with this team this season, Coach.
1: Well, I'm excited to, you know, it's funny. I sound like I'm name dropping, but I'm not trying to do it, you know, to do that. But, you know, I know Donnie Nelson pretty well. And we actually were on the same flight last night coming back. He also had a flight canceled. So he was, and he got stuck in coach and Donnie Nelson's a big dude, man. He (laughs) is not a happy camper. Let me tell you that. We got to chat a little bit, uh, you know, when we were waiting for the plane and yeah, he was, you know, he was real high. He's on, on the players. He, he was very excited about, uh, you know, getting DeLon right. You know, he thinks he may, you know, be a guy that can literally come in and start at the point. And uh, obviously that's Carlisle's call, but I mean, he's got that kind of, uh, you know, thinks he has that kind of potential to just come right in and do it. So, you know he thinks it'll cause a lot of matchup uh, difficulties cuz he's a tall point guard. So like you say there you know it's going to be a year i think the west is just so ridiculously insanely loaded with you know there's like six teams of those superstars are, are in the west with the double superstars. So i mean it's like seven or eight teams playing for two spots so I don't know, man. I, I'm trying not to get too excited. You know, I, they did say that they're going to try to do the load management stuff with Porzingis coming back from the ACL. So that's sort of a little scary. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping they have a shot to squeeze into to seventh, eighth spot. But I know they're, they're building and they think, you know, uh, with Luka being such a special player – You know, and people forget Porzingis is only 23 years old. So, you know, if those two could end up being like a superstar, too, here in another year or two. So it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun. Coach, let's run over to the next team. What do you got with the Denver Nuggets?
1: Denver Nuggets, pretty easy. A guy that didn't play, of course. He was sitting on the bench the whole time in dress clothes. Michael Porter, Jr., you know we've you know we were frustrated because we wanted to see him play so bad. Uh, you know the dude just has all this promise, but he 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 was hurt in high school, so he played some there. He played like one game uh, at Missouri, and that now he's out again. So who the heck knows what he's going to be? But he certainly looks like a player. Just looking at him, he looks like an NBA ready body. So hopefully he'll you know. They said that he's not hurt. This was just strictly precaution. So we'll see. You know, I think if it's the case that he's healthy, I, I think he'll plug right into the Nuggets' rotation. He's definitely going to be a risk-reward kind of draft guy, uh, where he can. You know, we'll just see what happens. But, uh, but anyway, that that'll be fun. And then the only up-and-coming player that I, you know, he he led the team a lot in scoring. Was real. Uh, you know, just, just looked terrific, was a uh, kid by the name of Brandon Goodwin. You know, he could be a stash guy for your keeper leagues or somebody that might make uh, the end of the bench. But Denver's pretty loaded, so they're they're not going to be uh, uh, an easy team to make. But, but that was really it for the Nuggets.
0: Yeah, I am off Michael Porter Jr. I just, you know, after missing the entire season last year, and now he – he can't, he's not healthy for summer league. I just, for me, I'll never draft this guy or take a shot at this guy until he proves it to me first because I am not a believer. So, uh, for me, it's I got to see it to believe it, and I haven't seen it yet, so Michael Porter Jr. is just the guy I'm just going to keep an eye on, But um, and then a guy I thought was interesting, they got a, a big by the name of Jarrett Vanderbilt, who I was excited when they drafted last year. He was hurt, so we didn't get to see a lot of him. Had a little up-and-down summer league, but did have a, a, a good game. And um, he's a guy I'm intrigued by, but unfortunately, Coach, we know how deep this Denver team is, especially in the in the front court with Jokic, Plumlee, uh, Millsap. Uh, they just got Jeremy Grant as well, Wancho, Hernan Gomez. So I don't think we're gonna see Jerry Vanderbilt anytime soon. But just the guy. I got him in some deep dynasty leagues, coach, where I'm just going to sit on him and see what
1: happens. But, um, you know, we know. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I'll yeah. tell you, that, that place of a quick point I wanted to make, watching these guys play, you know, my son and I looked at each other several times and we said, these guys are so good mm. and so fast and so athletic, and most of them are never even going to sniff the league. That's how tough it is. It's crazy.
0: It is crazy. It is very crazy. You know, I was listening to... Um, oh, my goodness. Who was I listening to? I think it was Karan Butler. He was on a podcast. Um, and he was talking about how the 12th man or the guy at the end of the bench would destroy a pickup game, right? Because they were talking about, you know, about what he's doing now. Does he still play basketball? Does he play with any ex-NBA players? And it's crazy how there's guys that you never see even get into a game who, these are still elite ballers. These are guys that are like, You know, uh, just to be on an NBA team means you can play. And it is a shame that we don't get to see some of these guys play, Coach.
1: Uh, That's why I'll argue with anybody any day in any way. If if you don't think the NBA athletes are the best athletes in the world, you are crazy. You know, Denver – or, I mean, uh, football carries a million guys. There's specialty this, that, and the other thing. Baseball has a ton of guys, you know, maybe one guy comes in for one pitch. But if you're on, if you make an NBA roster, you're a superstar basketball player. I mean, you're the best player at your college or in your league in your college. Or, I mean, it's just, it's crazy how talented they are. It's, it's no comparison. And, yep. you know, you've got all these foreign players that, that mix in there. And I mean, it's just, it's crazy to see. And like I say, you know, you watch, we were just totally, we saw great dunks and phenomenal moves and game winning shots. And I mean, it was like watching NBA games. And like I said, you know, there were times where, you know, we actually made a point to say, okay, look at the 10 guys on the floor. You know, we're jumping out of our seats here. Oh, and just I'm watching right now. And some guy from the Spurs had a phenomenal dunk. Who is that? Robinson for the Spurs, just a Tomahawk alley mm. have dunk, but you know, again, those are guys, and there's this guy. I mean, they're not going to make the league, dude. They're not even going to think about making the league. They're going to be lucky to make the G League roster. And so that, you know, I'll. That's why in the NBA is is the greatest league and the best athletes in the world, hands down.
0: Absolutely. Let's keep rolling, Coach. Who you
1: got up for the Detroit Pistons? Detroit Pistons. My impact player. Uh, I believe he's going to be the starter for the Pistons. Bruce Brown loved the kid in, in the games I watched. I was out of my seat a couple of times. Uh, I mean, he was making shots, dunks, and absolute shutdown defender. Uh, he created two or three 24-second 20, uh, clock uh, uh, expirations were for the guys he was guarding. He just shut them down steals, blocks, uh, just uh, a big steal guy that no one in your league is going to really think much about or know what's going on. But Bruce Brown is going to be a great fill-in guard for you to take in this coming draft. And then the rookie, we did not get to see him. It's Seiko Diembuya. I can't say his name, but mm-hmm. it's uh, the, the guy they drafted. I know... Uh, there was a lot of chatter about him being somebody that's going to make the roster and maybe even be able to crack the rotation. So that's by Detroit Tate, brother.
0: Coach, I was blown away by Bruce Brown. Coach had a triple-double the other day, 11 points, 14 boards, 10 assists. And can I tell you, I love how this guy boards I had 10 rebounds the game before with to go along with 14 points this guy looks like the real deal but where i am a little weary is that the pistons are stacked in the guard spot, still got Reggie Jackson. They added Derrick Rose. You got Tim Frazier there. You got, uh, you know, I don't know if Brown is going to play point guard or shooting guard. I've even seen in some places they got him as a small forward. I don't know. He, he looks more like a guard to me. But in the shooting guard spot, Coach, you got Luke Kennard. You got Langston Galloway. You got Kerry Thomas. So, um. I'm just not sure.
1: Or not that good, dude.
0: Okay. But, I, you know, so for fantasy, it, I, I'm not even sure in standard leagues I would draft him. But I'll tell you what, he will be on my watch list. And if he does blow up to start the season or at any time during the season, I'll, yeah, I'll be jumping on this guy for sure. Because I do believe in his talent, coach. I do believe. And you know what? I got to say, too. Very easily, the Pistons could move on from Reggie Jackson. We know that Derrick Rose is not the consistency of health. So, I mean, Coach, it would not shock me at all if at some point during the year, Bruce Brown becomes the guy. So keep an eye on that situation. love that. Yep, 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 yep.
1: Run yep, it yep. back, dude. Run it back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Coach. Who do you got for the Golden State Warriors?
1: No impact players, just some up-and-coming guys that, that I thought stood out. Jordan Poole looked like he could make the league for sure. Uh, the Eric Pascal, the Villanova game-winning shot dude, although he looked overweight. But if he gets his tail in shape, he can play. And then uh, a foreign uh, guy Alan uh, Like I think his nickname is Smiley, but uh, he's he was good.
0: good. Yeah, I you know I wasn't really um, impressed at all with the Warriors. That's solid. Yeah, I. I, I wasn't too impressed with the Warriors coach. I watched a little bit of one of their games and got a little bored and ended up just kind of <laughs> changing the channel. But yeah. um, that guy you called Smiley, he was probably, if I had to pick one guy, he was probably the one guy that kind of stood out to me for Summer League. Yeah,
1: he's got some potential.
0: All right, let's...
1: Because I know we're getting late here. Uh, yeah, we're,
0: we're... You know, Coach, I'm tempted to make this like a two-part show. We're already over an hour, and we're probably, would you say, halfway through? You want to... And, and you know, I really want to dive deep. I'm looking at your list. I really want to dive deep on some of these guys that you got going on uh, later, like Tony Bradley, um... Uh, Anthony Simons, uh, Zaire Smith, uh, I really... Oh, the Knicks. Uh, Coach, we could do 20 minutes on the Knicks alone. So, I don't know, Coach. What do you think? We're already over an hour. Do you want to make this a two-part show?
1: Or do you want to try to go fast through the rest of these teams? What do you think, Coach? I think, I mean, hopefully... Our listeners are getting some good, good, deep info here, and I think to, to buzz through them would be a disservice. I yeah, agree with tons you. Of, uh, we could coach a full second show with a second group for sure. Coach, I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like this first half was just a
0: preview because I'm looking at your list, Coach, and there are guys that I really want to air in holiday. Tyler Hero, who I think might be the MVP of Summer League. If anybody improved their draft stock in Summer League, it might be Tyler Hero. He was outstanding. So, Coach, let's uh, let's kind of wrap the show up now. Let's in next week. Let's let's call this a two-parter. Let's do part 2 next week because coach, I'm telling you, I'm looking at your list. Oh my gosh, the Pelicans. oh I can't I can't wait to talk about Hayes, um Alex Alexander Walker. Wow, that guy was amazing. Coach, let's do a two-parter. Let's do the second part next week um so that we can dive deep. I'm telling you, next week
1: we're going to easily go over another hour talking about these guys. What do you think, coach? I'm 100% with you, man. I agree completely. I, and this way we can, you know, also finish up. I've got my first and second team uh, summer league picks. We'll, we'll see how they, they pan out. But uh, I'm with you, brother. Let's do it. Hopefully the listeners will will, will uh, jump on for uh, part two and, and we'll finish up the league.
0: Awesome. Coach, where can the listeners find you at?
1: I am at Joe Sarvati, that's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I, also known as Coach. And uh, you can also find me on hoop hoopball, uh.com, hoop-ball.com. I'm on the forums on there. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Look forward to, to filling you in on any of this information uh, we talked about. Or if you have some questions uh, that you want to shoot to me for next week's show, uh, we'll be doing, you know, the rest of the teams uh, uh, next Thursday show that will air on Friday. So, look us up there. Thanks again for Kona Coffee, the sponsor. Definitely jump into our new uh, clips and uh, Pell's shows, and uh, I can't wait till next week, brother.
0: All right, you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show. Hit me up. I'm at Adrian Benjamins. Coach and I, we love hearing from you. Uh, Send us any questions. We're going to start answering some questions to end the show. If we have any time, right, Coach? I feel like every show, um, I mean, you and I, we get together to talk, and the time just flies. We never have enough time. But I am really glad that we decided to do this uh, Summer League player thing as a two-parter because, Coach, I want to dive deep into the rest of this list. So thank you guys so much. Also, Coach, who knows what's going to happen in the NBA? I mean, the way things are going, we're probably going to get some more woge bombs from uh, between now and our next show. So who knows what else we're going to be talking about as far as free agency goes. So thank you guys so much for listening. We are uh, can't wait to see you guys again next week.